I'm Joshua Best. I'm Jacob King. And this is Somebody Somebody Else's Else's Favorite Songs. Casual popular music discussions spanning the past 70 years. We talk about the music you love. And the music you should know that you may not. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Snowbound Sessions. The snow is falling. Winter is calling. (laughs) (laughs) Winter is already at the door. I blame the groundhog. I blame the vein. He wasn't messing around. No, he wasn't. Where we are sitting in our hometown, we got about nine inches of snow, didn't we? Yeah. This is something that none of us have ever seen. We do not have the infrastructure to combat this menace. No, I think we here we set a a record about by 20 degrees for lowest temperature ever on this day, which I, is ridiculous. I read that we have broken records that have been held for some 90 years. Yeah. It's, as far as snowfall, as far as temperature. Waking up this morning, it was zero degrees or negative two yeah, degrees. Yeah, it was below zero. My boss texted me and said, nice job, Jacob. You got what you wanted. <laughs> I said last week, wouldn't it be interesting if we had some zero degree or sub-zero temperatures, and we got it. It's been interesting. So many people have had power outages and things like that. We'll knock on wood. We have not. So since we are relatively warm and have power, we thought, why not continue with pushing out some more marginal content for your listening pleasure? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we released an episode... Very recently, Snowbound Sessions, Volume 1, and we've had you know a good amount of people play it, considering it hasn't been out very long, and we've had some good feedback. It was pretty humorous. Yes, we had a good time with it. And we really... Uh, shout out to Jacob's editing. He did a good job on that one. It was very funny, I thought. Well, we hope to take another go at it with another sort of lighthearted subject. Yes, we'll keep, we'll keep this one in the, over in the funny section as well as we talk about humorous songs and parodies. So... I'd been sort of thinking about this mostly um, due to the suggestion of my friend Nathan Graham. Uh, shout out to Grapes. But he <laughs> um, had mentioned Weird Al in, in our ongoing text thread and said he would like to hear a Weird Al episode. So we thought we'd split this up a little bit. And I'm going to, as a lifelong fan of Weird Al Yankovic, I'm going to focus on some of the high points of his career and some of my favorites and Jacob is going to give us a sort of a, a, a smattering of, yes. of, of, of parodies, novelties and humorous songs from the more country side of the side of the spectrum. So that'll, that'll get us probably the, the greatest parody artist ever um, whose genre among other things is known as geek rock. Apparently <laughs> that's weird Al. <laughs> so, Whatever the equivalent in the country area is, we'll we'll get some selections from Jacob on that. So well, we hope you enjoy and, this. Go ahead and tell you the main the main equivalent to Weird Al I have is of course Cletus T. Judd, no, no relation, relation. Uh, and uh, a hilarious guy, not as prolific as Weird Al, but 
We're going to give you some other stuff, too. Hopefully, we're going to get some laughs. Now, I'm, we are going to try a new little format for this episode outside of each of us are choosing five songs. We're going to try to play the song and maybe get some reaction from us as you're hearing the song. Yeah, we'll, we're going we'll to try how to do that, that and see if we can get our kind of live reaction and commentary as we move through. Maybe they shouldn't be hearing our live reactions. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, but that could that could be an opportunity for some for some immediate feedback and and listening along together because there's nothing serious about any of the music we're going no. to play no, here in the next say. hour or so. <laughs> but a lot of comedy. So, of course, Weird Al uh, came up uh, as uh, an accordion player. His parents got him playing the accordion. And he was into polka, was he not? He he was, among other things. <laughs> uh, they his parents said that they selected the accordion over the guitar for him because there should be at least one more accordion playing Yankovic in the world. Of course, Frankie Yankovic is probably the most famous um, no accordion relation? player, and they they're not related. That's correct. <laughs> so Frankie Yankovic, no relation. Cletus T. Judd. No relation. No, no, it should be Weird Al Yankovic, no relation. <laughs> okay, that too. <laughs> Weird Al definitely became more well-known than Frankie, I guess, but that's the reason that his parents put him onto that. So by the time he gets to college, and he was quite intelligent and started kindergarten a year early and skipped second grade, so he was only like 15 when he graduated from high school. Interesting. And he wasn't interested in sports or anything like that. Uh, he liked doing things like um, being on the yearbook staff, which basically he just wrote all the captions for everything. <laughs> and he even was part of what they called the Volcano Worshippers Club, which he said, quote, we did absolutely nothing. It was just to get an extra picture of ourselves in the yearbook. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> so Weird Al, he of the Volcano Worshippers Club. So... That's the kind of guy we're dealing like with. Maybe that's a precursor to the Pastafarians. Who knows? Something like that. <laughs> so when he's in college, he is, of course, listening to Dr. Demento, the syndicated comedy radio personality to whom he basically owes his career. But he's working, Weird Al is at a, a radio station, and he decides that the bathroom across the hall from the studio would acoustically be a wonderful place to record a song. So he takes some of the equipment over there into the bathroom and his accordion and records his first song and sends it to Dr. Demento, who plays it and plays it and plays it oh, really? over and over again. And eventually it's re-recorded in more of a full version, but still basically just an accordion hook. And that takes us right in to the first song, which is Weird Al's My Bologna. My Bologna, huh? Hey! My Bologna! <laughs> I've never heard of this, I don't think. I always eat too much and throw up. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Bologna. Miss Bologna. Miss Bologna. 
can't throw up. Now we have the instrumental interlude, which features very young Josh, five or six year old's favorite part, which we would rewind and listen to over and over again and just laugh. It's uh, the musical centerpiece of the song. And here it comes. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. George Lucas used that a lot too in the Star Wars movies. Cheap laughs. Now. Oscar Mayer. And throw up. There well, you go. How about that? My Bologna by Weird Al. My Owl. Bologna. Of course, a takeoff on the Nax My Sharona, which was very popular at the time, but really is the way Weird Al got introduced to the world. Dr. Demento promoting and playing that that song, and eventually it got on the radar of the Knack, and he was paid $500 for it, and it was released, and a career was born. Who would have thought dragging your accordion into the bathroom and singing about my Bologna. Would lead to him becoming one of the, probably the greatest parodist. Is that a word? Parodist? We'll say it is. Parodyist. The most famous of all time, I would say, by far. And he's continued to cultivate along that path. But yeah, the belch in the middle of that song, when we were very small kids, we thought was absolutely hilarious. Oh, I'm sure you all did. We would just laugh and laugh and laugh at that. Well, it just so turns out that um, my first choice, he is known for having lots of noises like that in his music, too. These things seem so, to go hand in hand. It's just cheap <laughs> cheap laughs alongside the, the more highbrow. That's exactly right. Well, as I've already said in the, earlier, my first song is going to be by the country equivalent to Weird Al. It is going to be Cletus T. Judd, No Relation. And I'm sure that many of you out there have heard of Toby Keith. Most most people have. There's that song he had a, quite a while ago called I Love This Bar. It's my kind of place. In fact, he's got restaurants called I yes, Love This Bar and Grill. I Love Grill. This Bar and Grill. Yeah, talk about profiting off of your music in an interesting way. I yeah. Love This Bar and Grill, but then again, Sammy Hagar has sort of done the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm more familiar with I Love This Bar and Grill, not because I've ever been in one, I haven't, but there's one in Oklahoma City, Okay. and Toby Keith is from, I think, Moore. He's from Oklahoma, yeah. Yeah, right there in between Norman and Oklahoma City, and so there's, you know, home of Toby Keith. Well, all right. <laughs> My first song is going to be I Love NASCAR. Love NASCAR. NASCAR. Toby Keith for the win. Listen to the sound effects. We got owners, favorite drivers. <laughs> Boy, that Tony Stewart's a whiner. <laughs> we got rookies, advertisers. Like, uh, let's see, Haveline, Target, Sharpie, Caterpillar, Next Tail, Mountain Dew, Duke, Hunt, Lowe's, Home Depot, Kodak, M&M's, UBS, Tide, Old Tail, Gillette, Kellogg's, Viagra, D. Walton, uh, 
Budweiser. Budweiser. <laughs> but the trophy girls still have my favorite parts. Oh. What? Vroom, vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom, I love NASCAR. We got cautions. We got pit stops. You can't hear a dang thing once the flag drops. <laughs> Poor Kyle Petty and Swerve and Marlin are gonna find it tough to beat Mark Martin. Cause that Viagra car is always driven hard. <laughs> I didn't notice that line before. My kind of race. <laughs> Just watching Jeff Gordon plow up a wall. If you're a NASCAR fan, you love this song because the name drops all your favorite drivers from 2000 whatever. But he wants Jeff Gordon to drive into a wall. Yes. Everyone hates Jeff Gordon. Even I know that much. <laughs> You'll see more wrecks <laughs> and about a million screaming wrecks. <laughs> and old Jill I know that's Hurt. right. <laughs> Poor Mike Skinner. Well, they've done forgot what it's like to be a winner. <laughs> and Ken Schrader still ain't sure who his sponsors are. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. Love NASCAR. I can't think any lyrics here. I'm just going to go with vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> hey, that's the question up there, boys. About got in one there. I took four out to pull over right up here next pit stop. I'm going to need to get uh, two right front cars. Uh, I need a wedge on the left side to get this windshield clean a little gas. And uh, you don't care how many pair of underwear up there. I have my style in my drawers. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like football. <laughs> Regretting my choice for this song. I like my wrestling. Some ping pong Check now this out, Josh. and then. How about you, Toby? Well, I love NASCAR. <laughs> it's my kind when you get the song, when you get the singer of the song you're parodying to come on this one. Just to see Biggie back on the track would put a smile on every face. I'll give him credit for having a sense of humor. He's gotta have a sense of humor because he's totally. Well, I don't. I don't know how he could do half the stuff he does with a straight face. So okay. <laughs> Although Red Solo Cup is funny. Well, that was decadent, wasn't it? Wow. Very much regret, I have to say, very much regret my choice for, for that. <laughs> it's not quite enough to get us into an explicit rating or anything like that, so. <laughs> no, but it's just the type of humor that, for me, is a little much. Or maybe well, not. I mean, he he could have put a loud belch right in the middle of it. I mean, that would have worked. Well, he does on the other song of his, I'm going <laughs> to. Okay. So. Yeah, I was foreshadowing a song later in my playlist. Perfect. Well, there you go. That was I pretty love funny. NASCAR.
That was that was pretty funny. I, not being a a NASCAR fan at all, I know I know very little about it, but still funny. I do know everybody hates Jeff Gordon, so that was funny. I actually do know all those names because my parents and I, I guess me too, we were into NASCAR back in the day. My dad collected those one one. One to twenty-four scale NASCARs, oh, okay. yeah, and so I know all those names. He loves little NASCARs. Yes, it's his. That's his kind of race. <laughs> vroom vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Cletus T. Judd, no relation. He's from Georgia. He recorded his first album in the nineties, and he just is the king of parody and country music. If you ask me, there's a, I don't really know anybody else. Honestly, it's just Cletus. Yeah, his his name is uh, his name is Barry Pool, so that doesn't sound as good. For Barry a, Cool? No, no, Barry Pool. Cool? Pool? Cool? Cool? Pool? Spell it. P o o l e. Pool. Oh, pool. That's what I was. Pool. I thought you were saying cool. No, pool. How could you not hear me say that? I can't. See, I can't see your face. Your microphone's covering your mouth. So. Vroom, vroom, vroom. I love NASCAR. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Moving on very quickly here. Ouch. All right. Next song, Josh. All right, back to Weird Al. So, this would be probably the first really famous song that he had, and of course, Weird Al continued to go back to the Michael Jackson well with regularity throughout his career, but in my opinion, never topped this. And a shout-out to his really great band, which, among others, includes Rick Derringer on guitar. They but do a good job. They play the, the songs pretty much just like the originals when he does a You would think it was a copy a and paste in a lot of, play, in a lot of ways. It's, it's really amazing. In fact, with, with ones like this, you really can't tell which song it is until the singer starts. So I'm, of course, referring to his first Michael Jackson parody, Eat It. And, of course, he did music videos and is well known for that. But this one was just like the Beat It video. He's dressed like him. He's dancing like him. I think you should take one AirPod out because you're screaming into the mic right now. Well, (laughs) I'm just trying to make sure you can hear me. I said pool. I I couldn't tell. (laughs) We're on to Weird Al now. Don't want no Captain Crunch. Don't want no Raisin Bran. In Japan. In Japan, yes. Plate. Another belt there. Here we go. <laughs> you haven't even touched your tuna casserole. You better chow down or it's gonna get cold. So eat it. I don't care if you're full, just eat it. Eat it. Open up your mouth and feed it. 
open up your mouth and feed it. Spam! <laughs> the, the kids are starving in Japan, so you should just overeat. Of course, the original song, the guitar solo is by Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. So here Rick Derringer plays, and he in the video, parody. he's out there playing, and at the end of the solo, he blows up. No. <laughs> That's funny. You'll hear it now. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Reheat it. Have a big dinner, have a light snack. If you don't like it, you can't send it back. Just eat it, eat it. Get yourself an egg and beat it. Hello. How about that? <laughs> So off the rails, crazy! All the stuff going in the background, all the woohoo's and everything. No, seriously though, it, you it is just brilliance to be able to write songs that. And I, I Josh is apparently not going to play um, Amish Paradise, but that's an example of just like this one, an example of taking the melody and perfectly aligning your own words into it. Yeah. So a lot of times when people are writing, particularly things that rhyme or or poetry or stuff like that, they'll cram the words in to exactly. get a joke in and not keep the meter. But he he is so funny with getting words that sound similar in there. I mean, and in this particular case, he 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 says, "Open up your mouth and feed it." But he also says, "Getting the original title in, get yourself an egg and, and beat it." it. <laughs> It's brilliant. Uh, it, it really is. You know, people use their genius for many different things, and this is one of my favorites. <laughs> this is the kind of genius I could really get behind and support. So that's you can go for that. Uh, I can't. Yes, can do. Yes, can do. There's Weird Al's "Eat It." I like that. Well, let me let me move on to my second song. And just last episode, we mentioned it. I'm talking about Brad Paisley here. Josh mentioned, I'm going to miss her. And it's not really a parody. It's not really a novelty either. It's just a song about a breaking up. But it's hilarious. This yeah. is early Brad Paisley, and this is that, that good old uh, country humor. And, and, right. Uh, what? Right. Right. That's my, that's my favorite thing about traditional country is the sense of humor yes. that it's got in there and the people that have picked that up. And uh, we talked about it last time. There's a fine line, you know, yes. and, but, but when you've got a good play on words in there, and this is a good example of it. Let's hear it. And you know, this may be a foreshadowing of, we might just have to do an entire episode on the, on the humor that that's found in country going all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. That would be worthwhile. It endeavor, would. I think. So here is number two for me, Brad Paisley's I'm Gonna Miss Her off his second album. 
you always get a serious beginning. Yes. This like, is going to be a straight ahead, you know. It's a crooner, man. It's serious. Well, I love her. See? But I, but I love, love to fish. fish. Uh-oh. I spend all day out on this lake and hell is all I catch. <laughs> but today she met me at the door, said I would have to choose. And if I hit that fishing hole today, she'd be packing, packing all, all her things and she be gone by noon. So what's he going to do? I'm gonna miss her <laughs> when I get home. Right now I'm on this lake shore and I'm sitting in the sun. I'm sure it'll hit me when I walk through that door tonight. Yeah. I Oh, looky there. I've got I got a bite. <laughs> <laughs> this was his third number one hit, and he had a music video which was like a parody of a Jerry Springer episode. Uh-huh. And it has little Jimmy Dickens, and it has his wife. Yes, Kimberly Williams is in it. <laughs> This put him on the map, even more than he already was. Yeah, this, this I mean, song. I certainly wasn't listening to him, but I knew this song. If I hurry, I could beg her to stay. That water's right and the weather's perfect. No telling what I might He's thinking, maybe if I get back early enough, I'll catch her, but I still don't want to leave right now. I just want to keep fishing. <laughs> Oh, heck yeah. That's pretty clever. And even more interesting that this song is in the key of F sharp. So... Just to make it harder to play? Exactly, <laughs> but but Brad Paisley is such a guitar player, a good guitar player, that he plays all those licks and everything in F sharp. Yeah. No yeah, open uh, no open notes anywhere. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go ahead and play along with you. I'm, l- give me a second, I'm going to tune down a half yeah, step. Yeah, l- let me tune down. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You mentioned the video. Of course, by then, he's married to Kimberly Williams, and in fact, still is. Still is. Which... Two or three kids, maybe. I guess... I guess she relented and decided he could go ahead and fish. But if if you're you must really be into fishing if you're conflicted about whether or not you want to fish or go home to Kimberly Williams. <laughs> well, I guess from Kimberly Williams' perspective, forty million a year isn't too bad either. So 
that's a match made in heaven. Right. But kudos to them for it still being going on. Oh, yes. Well, well of course, back back when they got married, he wasn't too much of anything at that point. She was the one who was the big actress. That's true. Uh, she was uh, known for Father of the Bride, which actually, Robin and I, our first date, we went and saw Father of the Bride. <laughs> you know, interesting story about that. It, Brad Paisley went and saw that movie in theaters, and he really became very attracted to Kimberly Williams. Like, well, oh, so wow. So did everybody else who wouldn't watched be, it, but nobody else married her. Wouldn't that be so great? Apparently, he went to see that movie a bunch of times when it was out just because of Kimberly Williams. Uh, just slightly stalkery, huh? Well, <laughs> well, I guess from a distance, anybody a distance. can watch a movie. But there you go, married with children, all that, 20 years or more now. That's a funny song. I like that. I just had to include something from the country, from this, well, I just included a parody country song, but this is an actual real country song mm-hmm. that's meant to be serious, but has just enough of that humor to, you know, really drive home the point mm-hmm. that he's trying to make, that really he loves fishing more than his girlfriend. So, oh, looky there, another bite. Alrighty, so we'll we'll move along. So my first two Weird Al songs were parodies of My Sharona and Beat It. This one is going to be a style parody. And this is perhaps my favorite Weird Al song. It's down to this or maybe one or two others, but this is another example of absolute genius and absolute insanity at the same time. This song is a style parody of Devo. So rather than oh, Devo. <clears throat> picking a Devo song and writing new lyrics to it, as he did with The Knack and Michael Jackson, he decided to write his own Devo song and went full well into it. So the style is the music is going to sound like Devo, but the lyrics, well, they dare to be stupid. Oh, let's hear this. I bet you don't know this song, do you? No, but I know Devo. Well, it already sounds like Devo, doesn't it? Yeah, it it? does. (laughs) (laughs) It totally does. Oh, mamas don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> Stick your head in the microwave and give yourself a tan. I don't think it works like that. Totally cut Mark Mothersbaugh lyrics over it, and it would be Devo. Totally. 
Chevrolet. <laughs> What? I don't know. Spitting on a fish? <laughs> yes. Mashed potatoes can be your friend. Mashed potatoes are my friend. Coffee achiever? <laughs> I don't know. Tell me what I say. <laughs> I like this part right here. Alright. <laughs> okay, I can hear you now. No, that's just delightfully insane. Are we not men? We are Devo. I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you. Okay, I can hear you now. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> it's just absolute insanity. But my favorite thing about that, I saw, uh, I, I, I believe it was, well, let's see, yeah, behind the music. And Mark Mothersbaugh, who was the, the brains behind Devo, um, they had him discussing when he heard Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> totally, I- I'm sure that he was that he was being funny, but totally seriously, he looks into the camera and says, I was in shock. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever heard. <laughs> he sort of re-sculpted that into something else and... I hate him for it, basically. <laughs> Weird Al is better at Devo than I am. They can hear him now. Dare, that, is, that is hilarious. Dare to be stupid. I just want to reiterate that mashed potatoes are my friend. But I'm not a coffee achiever. That's my wife. <laughs> I don't throw the word genius around a lot, especially not when people no, no. do songs like Dare to this be Stupid. This is genius. But this is genius. This is genius. <laughs> don't don't make any mistakes. We're laughing, but it's oh, genius. That just the the ability to write music that's not a copy of Devo, but like I said, that could totally be a Devo song there if it no had question about lyrics that. that were I wouldn't say normal. They weren't exactly normal. No. But the only other trivia I know about uh, Devo is later. Mark Mothersbaugh did all the music for the Rugrats. Yep, cartoon. he did. Sure did. So that's that's my Devo knowledge that that he did the Rugrats and he hates Weird Al for being better at Devo than he is. Well, yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> if you all haven't noticed, I say how about that way too much. How about that? <laughs> you know, we could actually come up with like a bingo game for people to listen along to. Yes, so it would be you saying, how about that, and me saying... Pop sensibility. I like that, or 
Pop sensibility, yes. Apparently, I like to say pop sensibility a lot. Or saying something with a huge country drawl. <laughs> I can't help it. Let's move on. Yes. <laughs> you have done a genre, well, not a really a genre parody. You've parodied a band. It's not a parody of a song with, right, with right. that choice. It, it's, a, it's a style parody well, is what they call it. I'm following up with another style parody. This is a this is a parody of an entire genre and one that I have lambasted as much as as much as I possibly can on this show, as much as appropriate, as as long as it is, you know, within the context of what we're talking about. This is a really funny song called Partai by the Lake. That's all I'm gonna tell you about it. I'm just gonna let you hear it. You'll know what this is a parody of. Alright. Give it to me. Get some bro country vibe with this one. I'm still parked out by the lake, 80 miles from Santa Fe. And I'm sitting here just parked out by the lake. <laughs> if you're wondering where I parked, I'm out parked by the lake. <laughs> Just a lake that's 80 miles from San Francisco. And I'm parked out by the lake. 80 miles from Santa Fe. It's a lake that's parked where I'm at. I'm by the lake. Boy, this is accurate. <laughs> been released on country radio and half the people wouldn't have even noticed they wouldn't even they would have just been vibing remember that old lake the one by San <laughs> that's where i'm at this is hilarious i'm sitting out here parked and i'm parked here by the lake 80 miles from santa fe that you it's the lake where you remember I parked. Makes me think of being a kid, man, when we go park down by the lake. What a great song, man. What a great song. I love it, man. That's a top record right hey, there, this man. this year's a hit, boy, let me tell you. Hey, we're putting a million dollars behind this one. We're going to get you to the top of the Spotify charts. We're going to get you on TikTok with this one. Oh, this is funny. Wait, I was gonna, I was gonna end it, but I think there's a bridge coming. I wonder if he has anything different to say. <laughs> the definition of a bridge to nowhere. Yes. I wonder if he can see Russia from that uh, lake park by Santa Fe. And you know that lake out by Santa Fe. That's where I'm at. I'm Paul. Waiting for you. Waiting for you. He finally said something different. in your part. I, I'm not kidding. He does every different vocal style of singing the same words. 
he, he wanted, I guess he wanted to get the whole spectrum of, of, of Rogue Country because he really did. This is hilarious. I wasn't intending to play the whole song, but we just couldn't stop laughing enough for me to pause it. There you go. It's, it's so earnest. It, it is so... There's no, It's a parody, but... Yeah, it's sung so earnestly like it's a real song. That's what makes it so funny. I'm telling you, there are people that would not even recognize that that's a joke. They might after a couple minutes, but... I, I have to say, thanks to your son, Joel, because I think he turned me onto that song. It's by a guy named Dean Summerwind, and I have to say, I don't know anything else about him. I just know that song off Spotify. Well, he's a legend. He's a legend to me because... <laughs> just for that. Yes. So, they play this game on the ticket in Dallas, the sports radio station I talk about from time to time, where they will play a new country song, and they have like a bingo card, basically, to see how oh, to long, see what's being mentioned. Yeah, how long it takes them to mention guns and beer and jeans and lakes and, 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 and all roads. this stuff. And they just laugh hysterically because usually you can tick off three or four of them in the first two lines of the song. Yeah. But that's the perfect realization of that. That's that's an outstanding style parody that hits so close to home and is everything that we can't tolerate about that genre, but that's that's genius. That's great. Not more it genius is. here. Yes, that was my third one, Josh. Are you going to get your? This is your third one, isn't it? No, I'm to fourth. Fourth. I, I never can get that right. <laughs> anyway, I'll just start saying, "Okay, Josh, next." That's what I'll <laughs> okay, say. Okay, Josh, next, next. Thank you, next. So, my next Weird Al song is an original. It. It's in the doo-wop style, basically, <laughs> but it's not necessarily a style parody. Although, when you think of doo-wop, you naturally are going to think of love songs, which we've talked about. Sure. So, this is Weird Al's love song in the doo-wop style called One More Minute. Never heard of this one. You'll like it. And the kids are going to be like, Rolodex. All your pictures into <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. Wait, what? What? <laughs> Hold up. Just because it reminds me of you. Seems like an extreme reaction. Yeah. That's right. That escalated quickly. You ain't gonna see me crying. I'm glad, I'm glad. that you found some. Shards of 
I like beautiful melodies telling me terrible things. You got me feeling down in the Cause I'm stranded all alone in the gas station of love. Well, guess what, Al? We all do now. Let me help you with that suitcase. You ain't gonna break my heart in two. Cause I'd rather get a hundred thousand paper cuts on my face. On my face? Paper cuts? One more minute with you. Alright, tell us all about it, Al. Oh, can't you see what I'm trying to say, darling? <laughs> they used to do that back in the day. Oh, it's getting cringy. <laughs> oh, getting into like. Oh, oh. Ouch. One more minute with you. Here we go now. Big finish. beautiful one more minute well he's just fronting basically he's fronting <laughs> because he really can't stand to see her with other men no oh but he would rather do anything else related to mutilation than, than see her <laughs> one more time that's really really funny it's always that might be actually my favorite weird house i have but i have to say as well to the genius of weird al but also to any song that parodies something in general, or it's supposed to be a, a humorous song like this, mm-hmm. you really actually have to have a mastery of, of the music you're trying to parody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at how well he did Devo. Yeah. You really have to know their music. That, and that's right. You really, he really fit the entire doo-wop. You know, he, he checked up all the boxes. You got that nice chord progression. You got the piano. You've got the, the background singers. Well done. I'm... I'm happy that I can be 45 years old and look back and still find Weird Al funny because it's so ridiculous. But that's the reason, what you just said. It's the highbrow and lowbrow. Yeah, it, you, you've got both. You've got this incredible talent and ability as a writer and as a music arranger and understanding of, of genres, as Jacob said. And then you put this ridiculous stuff in there. And, and honestly, I, I like to use this song as sort of a, a bit of a, 
it's a, a place to keep things that I might need to use in certain situations. For example, because there's a big list of all this stuff that he'd rather do. So anytime I'm going to say, well, I'd rather do this or that, this is a nice well that's ripe to go so to. So it's a repository of, of retorts. Yes. And uh, I got to use one recently when I won't, I won't name the political figure. We'll keep politics out of it, but all of you know how these people are constantly texting you during election season. And usually, oh, you mean like campaign ad all messages? All the time. Oh, yeah. And I got messages say, from all, all sides. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll be equal here. We'll, you'll either get one, hi, I'm Donald Trump, or hi, I'm Joe Biden. Well, first of all, no, you're not. Or hi, this is the Libertarian Party. Uh, yes. Oh, oh, all of you? You know, it's, it's insane. But I got one asking if a certain person would, would be, I would be joining them in support of their movement for whatever the thing was. And I replied... <laughs> I would rather jump naked on a huge pile of thumbtacks. <laughs> I for think some I know reason, which politician you were talking they about. They didn't reply. I, I, I wonder I, I why. don't know. They but gave you no reply. That, that this is this is what this song is good for. It's good to pull those things out and use them when when you need to say I'd rather. And he'd rather rip his heart right out of his rib cage with his bare hands and then throw it on the floor and stomp on it till he dies. Something <laughs> tells me he wouldn't get very far after pulling his own heart out. <laughs> That's that's a great one. So there's Weird Al, one more minute. And Jacob, what have you for us next? Let us return to the country Weird Al. We're going to go back to Cletus T. Judd, no relation. no relation. And from his first album, which is simply titled Cletus T. Judd, No Relation. And I, that's such a funny thing where he put no relation on there because the Judds were really popular at the time. The album is called I Stole This Record. I stole this record. I stole this record. All right. I don't know this one. Let's see. I stole this record from 1996, and on this album, he actually does two parodies of the Grundy County um, auction incident. That actually happens to be the song that was number one on the country charts the week I was born (laughs) by John Michael Montgomery. He does two parodies on this album. Well, the one I'm going to choose is called Stoled, the Copyright Infringement Incident. You wouldn't know this is a different song. It sounds just like the song. Well, Well, not anymore. (laughs) Oh, no. My lawyers told me to proceed with caution. Or else you'll make a lot of songwriters mad. <laughs> and I said, hey, John Michael Montgomery won't mind if I take a song. <laughs> and I get mad all mine like I did so many times with old Tim McGraws. Yeah, I've never heard anything sound so fine. Mind if I borrow one or two of your lines? Well, I stole it once, stole it twice. I stole it from a writer on Music Row. Well, he just moved to town and he didn't know about ASCAP, C-SAC, or BMI. So he might as well kiss his song goodbye. <laughs> Parodying himself, is he not? That's I had my number funny. two pencil going about a mile a minute. Till I had his ideas all written down. <laughs> and I knew that I really went and did it. Oh, when the police came and hauled my butt downtown. <laughs> and I said, hey, John Michael Montgomery won't mind if I steal a song and make it my own mind. Like I did so many times with Tim McGraw. Yeah, I've never heard anything sound so fine. Mind if I borrow one or two of your lines while I stole it 
stole it once, stole it twice. I stole that song, and I must confess, when I went to court, I put no contest. Got a big fat <laughs> lip and two black eyes. Never should have messed with his copyright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told the judge I had writer's block, but he hauled my butt away. And now it hurts too much to laugh about the song I stole that day when I said, Hey, John Michael Montgomery won't mind if I steal a song and make it mine all mine like I did so many times with Tim McGraw. Yeah, I've never heard anything sound so fine. Mind if I borrow one or two of your lines? So I stole it once, stole it twice. I stole it from a writer on Music Row. Well, he just moved to town and he didn't know about ASCAP, CSAC, or BMI. Well, he might as well kiss his song goodbye. <laughs> oh heck yeah mercy you like that <laughs> that's pretty wild i bet hearing that song you all know what what the original song was yeah of course he he, he name drops john michael Montgomery right in there that's a hilarious song yes that's really really i'll funny. give him credit for for one thing is that about two minutes long yes it is okay I'll give him credit for not keeping that going too long. I got the joke. Yeah. It was funny. And then it was time to move on. Yes. No, I agree. Two Four or five minutes worth enough. of that would have been a little much. Yeah. But that's funny. There you go. <laughs> that's about it, huh? That's all I got to say about that one. It speaks for itself. It does. And it does so in two minutes. Yep. It... It stands up to be seen. It speaks up to be appreciated. No, that's not how it goes. <laughs> it stands up to be seen. It speaks up to be heard. And then it sits down to be appreciated. That's correct. And I do appreciate that one. <laughs> one of my favorites of his. All right. So I guess we'll move to song number five as usual. Um, some honorable mentions. They're infinite with Weird Al. One thing I will speak of is his movie UHF. If you've never seen UHF and you like Weird Al, then you need to watch UHF. It's absolutely, it, it, it's insanity. It, it, it's really, really crazy. But uh, for those of you who are younger, there used to be two television bands, VHF and UHF. And the UHF was kind of the the AM of, of the time. We'll oh, say. band. You yes. mean, you're meaning like a... Like on a TV tuner. Okay, okay. Yeah. So back in the way back in the day, and so Al worked at a UHF station in this in this movie, and it's the 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 weird stuff that went along with with all of that, and it's it's really it's it's funny if you like the style of humor. There's a lot of insanity in there, but check that out. Um, honorable mentions: Yoda, his parody of Lola is hilarious. <laughs> We were big fans of Huey Lewis and the News, so we really enjoyed Weird Al's I Want a New Duck instead of I Want a New Drug. That's a good one to look up. That is funny. It was it was great. Um, there's his Red Hot Chili Peppers Under the Bridge parody, which is about the Flintstones. There's um, The Saga Begins, which is American Pie, but it's all about the Phantom Menace, basically, which is a great one. Well, that's I've never heard of that one. Uh, check check that one out because it's it's funny. But Weird Al's always funny. Um, I, I had, yeah, you're right. Perhaps his and most still today. famous. Yeah, he still does it. Uh, in fact, he's he's got a a parody of Blurred Lines that's about grammar that is is really funny that I thought about including uh, including. And maybe his most famous is when he did a parody of Nirvana's "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and called it "Smells Like Nirvana." 
<laughs> and the story on that was um, that he, because he likes to ask people. He technically doesn't have to, but he likes to ask people. Yeah, I've people. read that about him. He's very courteous um, in that yeah, regard. Yeah, if he can parody their songs. So he asks Kurt Cobain, and Kurt Cobain responds with, oh, well, yeah, what kind of food is it going to be about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and Al says that he said, actually, it's going to be about how nobody can understand your lyrics. <laughs> but he went with it. So um, that that's a good one, too. But the one I've decided to go on is, again, it's not a... It's it's not a it's not a song parody, it's not really a style parody, so much as it is an artist parody, but with its own twist. See okay. if you can figure out what the twist is in this song from Weird Al, known simply as Bob. From his album Poodle Hat, apparently. I'm an Amrigal, a German am I. <laughs> He's talking about Robert Zimmerman. Madam, I'm Adam, too hot to hoot. No lemons, <laughs> no melon, too bad I hit a boot. Lisa Bonet ain't no basil. Was I was wrong? <laughs> you getting it? I am. Well, this couldn't be couldn't be about Bob Dylan, could it? <laughs> Rise to vote, sir. Oh, it's, um, again, I can't think of the word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what word is that? It's a Bob Dylan parody sung entirely with palindrome. Yes. The first time around, I couldn't think of the word palindrome. No devil lived on. In a pagoda. <laughs> this is hilarious. Not only. No, we'll, we'll wait. That's one of my favorite ones. Wound. We panic in a pew. in a sanitary zoo. Got a red nugget, a fat egg under a dog. They hang a salami. That's my favorite. <laughs> so not only is he got nothing but palindromes, but he manages to make rhyming couplets out of them. That is crazy. It is absolute genius. <laughs> Again, a song in the style of Bob Dylan called Bob, itself a palindrome. Bob. And Weird Al did a video. If It's a takeoff on Subterranean Homesick Blues. Yeah. And if you've ever seen that video where Bob Dylan is just holding the cards up that have all the lyrics on it and dropping them. Well, Weird Al's video is exactly like that, only he's got the names of the palindromes on the cards as he's <laughs> dropping them. And it's it's hilarious. But Again, genius. <laughs> genius. To, to I come up with that. This. And uh, to, again, to make them rhyme. It's, it's just, 
I, I'm just in awe that that somebody could could come up with that, and I think it's hilarious. And for the fifth time out of five, well, maybe the fourth time out of the five, maybe that's my favorite Weird Al song. That is awesome. I've never heard that before just now, so I I love that. So one of the things we like to do is introduce new music to one another as we're podcasting. Um, I didn't realize what a treasure trove of wonder I was going to be presenting to Jacob with Weird Al Treasure trove indeed. And you probably knew a lot of Weird Al songs, but I thought I did. I, but you know, I wanted some to, more here. You know, kind of go over and get some of some of these that are maybe a little more obscure, that really illustrate one of my favorite artists, Weird Al Yankovic. Love that. A very very strong list from you. Thank you, sir. Well, before I move on to my fifth one, I just have a couple of honorable mentions. I really think that. Maybe after hearing Bob is maybe going to be dethroned, but my favorite Weird Al song I mentioned earlier was Amish, Amish Paradise, yeah. the parody of Gangsta's Paradise. That song is so hilarious on, in so many levels, and it's a good, great example of how he takes the, the meter, you know, he takes it exactly as it was delivered in the original and just adds no words. It's, it's so well done. Also, a song called Dang Me by Roger Miller. That's, that's, a a, that's an early novelty song. And also, I think that Tiger by the Tail is one that uh, is sort of a funny, humorous type of song by Buck Owens. Uh, clearly, I'm staying in the country state of mind here. And, and so I will with my fifth selection from one of the great country guitarists of old, a guy named Jerry Reed. Oh, yes. I, I first heard of old Jerry Reed. He was uh, he had a, a, a starring role in a movie a series that I happen to enjoy very much called Smokey and the Bandits <laughs> from the late seventies, where he he sang the theme and did some music for it. He got well known for a song called Guitar Man, right? Which was then covered by Elvis Presley. That really put him on the map. But amongst all his other songs, he is very well known also for some very humorous tunes as well. And I'm going to play one for you. This is called She's Got the Gold Mind and I Got the Shaft. There you go. And let's play this and have a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. Thank you, nice lady. <laughs> Much obliged. Well, I guess it was back in 63 when eating my cooking got the better of me. So I asked this little girl I was going with to be my wife. Well, she said she would, so I said I do. But I'd have said I wouldn't if, if I'd, I'd have just knew how saying I do was going to screw up all of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Internal well, rhyme. The first few years weren't all that bad. I'll never forget the good times we had, because I'm reminded every month when I send to the, the child support. <laughs> well, it wasn't too long till the lust all died, and I'll admit I wasn't too surprised. The day I come home, found my suitcase sitting out on the porch. <laughs> Well, I tried to get in. She changed the lock. Then I found this note taped on the mailbox that said, Goodbye, Tucky. My attorney will be in touch. <laughs> so I decided right then and there, I was going to do what's right. Give her her fair share. But, brother, I didn't know her share was going to be that much. <laughs> she got the gold she mine. She got the gold mine. I got the share. I got the share. They split it right down the middle. And then they give her the better half. <laughs> <laughs> that it hurts too much to laugh. She got the gold mine, I got the share. Now listen, you ain't heard. 
had nothing yet. Why, they give her the color television set, then they give her the house, the kids, kids and both, both the cars. See? Well, then they start talking about child support, alimony, and the cost of the court. Didn't take me long to figure out how far in the toilet I was. <laughs> I'm telling you, they have made a mistake because it adds up to more than this cowboy makes. Besides, everything I've had worth taking, they've already took. While she's living like a queen on alimony, I'm working two shifts. Eat bologna. bologna. Asking myself, My bologna. why did you just learn how to cook? <laughs> they give me the shaft. They said they're splitting it all down the middle. But she got the better half. But it all sounds bad. It's too much to laugh. Nice timpani there. I got the shaft. Another great one of his is When You're Hot and You're Hot. Yes, that's a great one too. Well, she got gold, I got the share. They split it all down the middle, and then to give her the better half. Well, I guess it all sounds funny, but it hurts too much to laugh. She got gold, I got the share. But I don't have to worry about toting a billfold anymore. <laughs> I let my wife tote it. I'm gonna be carrying food stamps. You get it, Judge? I'm gonna be. Different. You get it, Judge? <laughs> That's not funny, huh? That's not funny. <laughs> it most certainly is. Contempt funny. of court? What do you mean? <laughs> Hilarious. Very good, very good. Always, always from Jerry Reed. Put a smile on your face. Now, this one goes to Joel. He and I randomly break into song about when you're hot, you're hot. When you're not, you're not. Classic. So, what a strange episode that has been sprung forth from our studio, from Le Studio. From Le Studio. So I I did uh, Weird Al songs, um, and he covers virtually every genre except country. So Jacob took care of that and did country comedy songs and novelty records. Recap your songs, Jacob. Well, I've got I Love NASCAR by Cletus T. Judd, No Relation. I've got I'm Gonna Miss Her by Brad Paisley. I've got Parked Out by the Lake, 80 Miles <laughs> of Santa F- from Santa Fe. Where by- are you parked? Out by this lake. Oh, which lake? The one you know, 80 miles from Santa Fe. Oh, okay. What are you doing? Parked out by the lake. Oh, okay. Waiting on you. Uh, Okay. Dean Summerwind. (laughs) He's the one who who recorded that one. And where is he? He's about 80 miles from Santa Fe. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then I've got Stole, the copyright infringement episode from Cletus T. Joe, No Relation. And then I had to end it with, She Got the Gold Mine, I Got the Shaft by Jerry Reed. Outstanding. Those were a lot of fun. And I, of course, had Weird Al songs, and we heard My Bologna, Eat It, Dare to Be Stupid, One More Minute, and Bob. Bob. All by Weird Al. No relation. Same forward as backwards. (laughs) Hey, that's funny. (laughs) So, that was uh, another 
installment of the Snowbound Sessions. We hope that you enjoyed that. It was fun. We obviously laughed a lot. Hopefully, as you heard, you pretty much heard nothing but us laughing for the last hour. (laughs) Works out. Works out well. But thanks, uh, thanks to Nathan for the idea. Uh, Thanks to to Jacob for the wide variety of of different country songs. (laughs) Thanks to Josh for extolling the genius of Weird Al in relation. And thanks to Weird Al. Period. He's the greatest. So thank you for joining us on this wild ride on a new format with some wild subjects. We'll see how it turns out. We hope you'll join us sooner rather than later. We'll get right back in Le Studio very soon and record some Le Episodes for you. Until then, I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. And this has been Somebody Somebody Else's else's Favorite favorite laughs. Laughs.